Starks. They are going to bring pressure again. Rogers is going to roll away. Throws it up in the air. Says a prayer. And Janice does it. He's out. Oh, please. What a catch. That's insane. Oh, my. That may be one of the great throws ever made. Moving to his left. Did the receivers get part of downfield? Rodgers in trouble. It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. A game ender for the Packers. Giants looking for a stop. They're going to air it out. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone. Come. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Man, who does that better than Aaron Rodgers? Welcome to the Rodgers Hail Mary podcast. This is episode two, covering week two for the Packers versus the Vikings. My mission statement is to bring you weekly bowl predictions for the Packers, the NFL, and maybe even a little college football once in a while. My name is Nathan Spooner, and I would like you to consider this thought. Bowl predictions, they're kind of like Hail Marys. Sometimes you just have to throw them out there and pray they come to completion. The only difference is uh, Aaron Rodgers' Hail Marys are just slightly a little more accurate than my predictions, as we saw on Sunday night. Well, what a game we had on Sunday night. Aaron Rodgers was spectacular. He was the bad man, and we... We just got a treat on Sunday night. Let me just say that. Uh, so let's get right into looking uh, at last week's predictions. And uh, starting right away with Aaron Rodgers. Here's what we predicted. Aaron Rodgers would throw for 250 yards or more. And uh, we got it. According to the stat sheet, Aaron Rodgers put up 286 yards. So that was our first prediction that we got right there. And then uh, Twitter, the Twitter voters, they also said that he would go over 250 yards. So both of us got that one right. Now we did have Rodgers getting four touchdowns um, is what I had. And he, of course, only threw the three. And uh, the Twitter took the under of three and a half touchdowns, so they got that one right. That's what we have there for the touchdowns. Now, Jamal Williams, we had him going over 100 rushing yards, and Twitter took the under on that. I got that wrong, of course. Williams only had 47 rushing yards, uh, minimal 47 rushing yards on 15 attempts. But he was the leading rusher for the team, Ty Montgomery got outrushed by Aaron Rodgers when Aaron Rodgers only had one attempt for 15 rushing yards. So um, Ty Montgomery, two attempts, seven yards. So he didn't even really get that many touches. So not a great game for the running game, but we were also behind for most of the game. So that could partially explain that. Then we had Jamal Williams getting one rushing touchdown 
and 77% of Twitter again agreed with that 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 would take place, but um, 16% said no, and 7% said Montgomery would. And as we know, neither one of those nobody scored a rushing touchdown in this game. Then we have Devonte Adams hitting 80 yards. We got that right. Devonte Adams had 88 receiving yards. Twitter also took the took the over on going over 80 yards, so they got that right as well. Now also, Randall Cobb had 142 receiving yards, so it was a great game for those two guys especially. Um, Randall Cobb, 9 receptions, 142 yards. Devonte Adams, 5 receptions on 88 yards. And then Geronimo Allison also had 5 receptions for 69 yards and a touchdown. We're keeping an eye on Allison as he's our breakout candidate of the offense this year. And then we had Devonta Adams getting one touchdown. He got that. Uh, Jimmy Graham, we had scoring two touchdowns, and we did not get that. And Twitter also one and a half touchdowns. They took the over on that, and so we got that one wrong. He didn't score any touchdowns. Um, really wasn't involved in the passing game much at all, actually. I mean, he, as far as catching balls goes, anyway. Then we asked the question, who gets the who gets some of the other touchdowns? We ha- we predicted that Rodgers would throw four touchdowns. Uh, he only threw three. So the question was, who would get the fourth touchdown? Well, we know Cobb got the third touchdown. Allison got the first touchdown. So those were the three touchdowns that went out there. Moving on to the defense, we had the defense recording three sacks, two interceptions, and one fumble recovery. Looking at what the Twitter voters took on those, Twitter, the over-under was for two and a half sacks, and Twitter took the over at 57%. Uh, The over-under for interceptions was one and a half. Twitter took the under at 52%, and defense recovers one fumble, uh, Twitter said yes, that they, we would get at least one, we would for sure get one fumble. 36% said we would not get a fumble. Thankfully, they were wrong on that one. Let's take a look at what actually happened with the defense. We recorded um, three sacks exactly. Mike Daniels had a sack, Nick Perry had a sack, and Kentrell Bryce recorded a sack. Kentrell Bryce actually re- led the team in uh, in tackles. On Sunday night with eight tackles and one assisted tackle. Haha, Clinton Dix had seven, Blake Martinez six. So just, I know you could go through and read the, the box score for yourself, but I just think it's actually not always the greatest sign when you see your safeties leading the way in tackles. That just means that in the running game, they are breaking through the front line and breaking through past the linebackers. And the safeties are having to come up and make a lot of the tackles. As well as there's a lot of completions. There were a lot of completions early on downfield that uh, they had to make tackles on. But the defense did tighten up and do a lot better in the second half. And really only allowed 16 total points to the offense of the Chicago Bears. So all in all, I think it was a major success. We saw with Mike Pettin's defense be able, being able to transition and to adjust at halftime. And we saw a lot of great... Uh, adjustments at halftime by many of the different players thinking of Brian Balaga as another example who was able to adjust on the fly let's not forget if we were going to talk about Balaga for just a second I know it's not anything to do with our predictions but he did was um, coming back from an ACL injury didn't really play that much in the preseason and all of a sudden he's being thrown in there against Khalil Mack first full time full game speed in nine months 10 months, something like that, and 
right away is being thrown in against Cleo Mack. If you ask me, I think he did a pretty decent job. And you can't really blame him for the Kaiser being strip-sacked. Kaiser kind of got himself into that trouble there. So, anyways, let's move on to we did not record any interceptions um, as a defense. We only had one turnover, but that was the one turnover we did get right. So Twitter took the under on the one and a half interceptions, but that doesn't always necessarily mean... But we did get it right on the one fumble, and it was the decisive fumble. Nick Perry forced the fumble, and at the end of the game, on 4th and 9, or was it 4th and 10? I'm thinking that was the 4th and 10 play. 4th and 9 was when, unfortunately, Clay Matthews was terribly late at getting to the quarterback and and, uh, gave the Bears a second chance. But anyways, let's not dwell on that. Nick Perry with the forced fumble. Sack and force fumble, and so that helped us get that prediction right. And then who gets their first career interception? I had Jair Alexander getting the first interception of his career. Nobody recorded any interceptions. Twitter said that Jackson would, Josh Jackson would get that, so nobody was right there. And then who wins? I had the Packers winning. 89% of Twitter agreed, and then for a long time it looked while well, there, it looked like it was not going to happen. But I had the final score at 35 to 21. Uh, so just a little bit off there. I think that is in part due to the rustiness there. If we are going to look at some of the comments of the predicted scores, I'm looking through some of them. And probably the closest one to being right was at Nike Matt 26, not 2016, excuse me, at Nike Matt 216, had the Packers winning 27 19. So. Probably the closest in accuracy of picking the right score there. Good job, Matthew. That is your recap from week one of our predictions. Not a bad job. Could have been better. But um, hey, it was fun. So let's get right to the next week. And so looking at week two, Packers versus the Vikings. Here are the predictions first of all. We have Rodgers again going over 250 yards, and the Twitter voters took 67% of the over on that, going over 250 yards. So I think that's very likely that he does that again. And again, let's also consider the fact that this is all based on the assumption that Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Every single one of these predictions, these bold predictions, are based on the fact that Aaron Rodgers is going to play. If he doesn't play then we're just going to throw this whole episode in the garbage, probably. Anyways, then we have Aaron Rodgers. I have him throwing two touchdowns. So we put the over-under at one and a half for the Twitter vote, and 80% took the over. I know two touchdowns isn't very bold sounding. It definitely was more bold when I said four touchdowns last week, but I think two touchdowns is actually realistic. And pretty bold against such a staunch defense. Then, looking at the running game, I didn't go with a specific runner for this this week. Uh, with the uncertainty of Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery, the health of Aaron Rodgers. I know we weren't, con- well, we're still considering the health of Aaron Rodgers, just that he's going to play. Just not consider, or we are considering the fact that, uh, that uh, he's going to be a little limited. But the running game I have, as a whole, recording 75 yards. And if we look at last week as a whole, 
just do the math here real quick. Montgomery had seven yards. Jamal Williams had 47. That's 58 yards. Excuse me. Wow. Bad math. 54 yards. Aaron Rodgers had 15 to go on top of that. So 69 yards total as a rushing attack. That's not good. So I took 75 yards as the over-under. I think they'll hit 75 or more. The Twitter poll took the under on that. 75% said that the Packers would rush for less than 75 yards against this Minnesota Vikings front line. Man, I know that that could be right, but oh my goodness, let's hope that's not right. We're going to need some help from the running game, uh, especially early on. And I know the chances if we fall behind early that the running game is going to get less uh, attention. So there, that the possibility is there, that it could be under 75 yards. And then I have one touchdown going to the running game. So I didn't pick one specific person to get this either. So again, maybe I'm not being very bold on that. But uh, I asked Twitter who gets the rushing touchdown this week, and we got locked in a dead tie for between. And here, here's wh- who we, what we asked. Who gets a rushing touchdown this week? Montgomery, Williams, nobody, or other? And it was in a dead tie at 50% between Williams and nobody. So it's kind of split right there if we're going to even get a rushing touchdown at all. But I have the, well, I'll get in, into my reasoning why in just a little bit. Moving on to the receiving game. Today, this week, I have Cobb leading the way with 100 receiving yards or more. Twitter expressively, undoubtedly took that Cobb would go under 100 yards. 86% said that Cobb would be under 100 yards receiving. So I don't know if they're thinking maybe somebody else will or if nobody will. I didn't ask that question. Then I have Cobb getting one touchdown. So I put the over under for him at uh, half a touchdown and 62% said under. I don't know. I, I just The reason I picked Cobb for this category is I just saw something renewed between the the Aaron Rodgers and Cobb connection. Maybe it's just because Cobb is always the Bears killer, we know. But Randall Cobb had nine receptions and 142 yards. I don't have the targets right here in front of me. Uh, how many times Cobb was targeted, but he had nine receptions, 142 yards. The most receptions, the most yards. And granted, the majority of those 142 yards was on a 75-yard touchdown. Nonetheless, I just think that uh, we could see something special from the Rodgers-Cobb connection this year. Then I'm really trying to get Graham that first touchdown. So I have Graham recording one touchdown. So we have Rodgers throwing two touchdowns. I have one going to Cobb, one going to Graham. So I put the over-under for Graham's touchdowns at uh, half a touchdown. And 60% took the over. So Twitter is fairly confident with Graham finally getting his first touchdown, at least. Then moving over to the defense, I got a little more specific than last time. So I guess this is where I switched. Last week, I was um, vague on what who would do anything for the defense. I just said something generic that the defense would do. This time, I was generic with the running game. Uh, and this time, I'm going to be specific with the defense. And I have Nick Perry recording two sacks and getting another forced fumble. And so I put the over-under for Nick Perry getting one and a half sacks. And 78% of Twitter said he would be under that. And then who gets a forced fumble? As what I asked Twitter, I have him getting the forced fumble, but I asked Twitter who they thought would get a forced fumble between Perry Wilkerson, Daniels, or other. And 
54% of the voters said Daniels would force a fumble, 31% said Nick Perry, 0% said Wilkerson, and 15% said the mysterious other that nobody bothered to comment on, guys. Come on, help me out, please. Give me some feedback. We would love to hear from you guys. All right. Then this time I decided to, since I got Jair Alexander wrong last week on who would get the, uh, his, that he would get his first career interception, I decided to roll the dice and pick Josh Jackson to get his first career interception this week. I think Kirk Cousins is interception prone, so I think it's possible that, uh, we get at least one interception out of the deal this this week. So I asked who gets an interception though. I picked Jackson to get his first career. I think there's only I think it's possible Cousins only throws one. It's it's possible he could get two, but I think he only throws one. So who gets an interception is what I asked Twitter between Jackson, Williams, Alexander, or other. Forty three percent picked Josh Jackson. Thirty six percent picked Alexander. Fourteen percent picked Williams. Seven percent picked other. Twitter's in agreement. Forty three percent think that Josh Jackson will get his first. And uh, we did get a comment on this from at Keante Flashio. I'll say. Sorry if I slaughtered that. But uh, he said Jackson slash Alexander or King will definitely get their first pick this week. So he thinks somebody's going to definitely, one of those three guys is definitely going to get an interception this week. Now, moving on to the final score. And this is where we're going to start a brand new segment. Snap. Tahini throws it over the middle. Intercepted. Intercepted. BJ Rodgers in the end zone <laughs> for the touchdown and an NFC championship dagger. That's right. I'm calling it the pick six segment. We're going to start picking six games each week. And we're going to, so we're going to pick the four NFC North games, or if they're combined, then we'll do something else. The four NFC North games, the Saints game, so that we'll be on draft, first round draft pick watch. And then we'll pick another maybe sleeper pick or, or uh, some other game that just happens to be intriguing to me that week. So th- that'll be our pick six, picking six games each week. So Let's just go ahead and start right off. Since we do have an NFC North matchup, that means we're going to be picking um, an extra game besides those teams that I mentioned. So who wins the game? I have the Green Bay Packers beating the Minnesota Vikings 24-20. to I don't see it as a high-scoring contest at all. But so you could see you maybe did, did the math, put two and two together. With the fact that I have Rodgers getting two touchdowns and the running game getting a touchdown. That's 21 points right there. And Mason Crosby throwing in a field goal. Now, I think it's actually possible that we could see a mixture on some of this. We could see Mason Crosby could have two field goals and there could only be two touchdowns scored or something of that sort. So we'll just have to see what happens. 24 to 20, though. I asked Twitter then who wins the game. So I... I had the Packers, Vikings, and just for fun, because we had one last week, I put in the option for tie this week. And so 90% took the Packers, 7% took the Vikings, and that's right, 3% of the people that voted said this game would end in a tie. That's bold. Kudos to you. Golf clap. All right. So that is the Packers versus Vikings. And here's what I think can happen this week. I think that because the Packers are going to have Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be limited, 
But I think everybody's calling it Revenge Week. This is revenge, the revenge tour for Aaron Rodgers. The Vikings are coming into town. He gets a chance to get his revenge. But I think he just has a very standard game, 250 yards plus and two touchdowns. So he, he's going to be limited, but it's going to be enough. I think our defense is what's going to make the difference. Looking at that, I did watch the uh, tape on the Vikings game. And their offensive line doesn't look that good. I think Cousins missed some balls there, some throws. And first of all, Cousins, Mr. Kirk Cousins, I know you probably not don't listen, but I'm a huge Spartan fan. Grew up a Spartan fan. So by you going to the Vikings, you're really, really conflicting with my emotions here. It's really not cool. I always wanted to cheer for you, but you're making it really hard on me by going to the Vikings. Just want to say that. Just want to put that out there. So I think Cousins is a good quarterback. I've never thought that Cousins was an elite quarterback, though. Let's also make that straight. But I think the Packers can, uh, defense can, and Penton's defense can get to Cousins. I think that that's possible that we could see a high sack total, three or four sacks this game. I had Perry taking two of those. So it's possible maybe four, four sacks. And I think that we could get a lot of pressure on him to, to disrupt his timing where we just get, to get him to hurry up. And that could force a turnover or two. Uh, so I, I think that we'll be able to do that. And I think we'll kind of take the same philosophies. We'll, we'll let Dalvin Cook run on us like we let Jordan Howard run on us. So I think the Packers will take this game. Then let's move on to our other picks. Looking at the Lions at 49ers. They play Sunday at 4.05 Eastern time. And I'm going to go with on this one. I'm going to take the 49ers. Uh, they are favored by five and a half points uh, on the spread there, and I think they easily take care of that and uh, cause the Lions to go 0-2 in the division. Okay, moving on to Monday night. On Monday night football, the Seattle Seahawks travel to Chicago to play the Bears. The Bears are favored by three and a half points, and I'm going to have to take that as well. I'm going to take the Bears uh, beating the Seahawks on Monday night football. So there's your NFC North picks. Okay, moving on to the Saints. The Saints play the Browns at home on Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern Time. So one of the first games of the day. The Browns are looking pretty good. Uh, they look really good against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so I think that they can take uh, uh, this one down to the wire. But I think the Saints edge this one out. So the Saints will go 1-1. One and one on the season. We'll see how that goes through the rest of the year for our first round pick. And then we're going to look at two more games to make our pick six. We've done the Vikings, Packers, Lions, 49ers, Seahawks, Bears, the Saints, and the Browns. And then let's do the Patriots and Jaguars. The Jaguars are my Super Bowl pick. So maybe we'll keep an eye on them for some of the season, maybe not every week. So the Patriots traveled down to Jacksonville. That game is that game is a 4:25 Eastern Time start. So I'm gonna go ahead and with this one, I'm gonna take the Jaguars on this one. Jaguars will go two and zero, and the Patriots will go one and one. The line has the Patriots uh, favored by two, so it'll be a close one. It'll be a good one. I think this will be probably one of the best games of the day along with the Packers and Vikings game. But keep your eye on that one. That's going to be a good one. 
And then we're going to do one more game, and that was the Panthers and Falcons. I wanted to highlight that game. Looks like that could be a very, very good matchup there as well. That is also a 1 o'clock Eastern start on Sunday. The Panthers travel to Atlanta to play the Falcons. And the Panthers are currently 1-0, and and the Falcons are 0-1. We know the Falcons lost against the Eagles, so that was a very good team. I'm, I'm kind of not sure on what I want to do here. The line has it, the Falcons at 5.5 favorites. And... It's a home game. The defense is doing pretty good. Cam Newton just lost Greg Olson. So I'm going to take the Falcons on that one. So those are the picks. I got the Falcons over the Panthers. I got the Packers over the Vikings. Saints over the Browns. 49ers over the Lions. Jaguars over the Patriots. And Bears over the Seahawks. Second and 19. Ryan alone to the shotgun, gets the snap, rolls left, throws the left sideline. Intercepted. Intercepted. Down the sidelines, Tremont Williams into the clear, to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, all the way to the touchdown, 72 yards. All right, that was our pick six, six games that we're picking with our bold predictions. And this has been the Rogers Hail Mary podcast. We are up on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, of course. And still waiting on Google Play to get back to us. So keep your eye out for that if that's what platform you prefer. You can follow us on Twitter, of course, at 12 Hail Mary. And I'm thinking about getting a Facebook page going, so keep your eye out for that as well. Until next time, Go Pack Go! And there is your dagger!